Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Renzi throwing it down with the raging redhead. Cam Stewart, hour two begins now. All right, uh, we've got the legendary Lindsay to step up and down the stretch they come. We're going to talk some Santa Anita Derby. We already did a little bit, but we'll really get into it. Uh, we're talking a lot of NBA basketball today, and I'm uh, having fun uh, doing it. Talking about the Miami Heat uh, being a sleeper, 27-1 to 1 right now to win the NBA championship. But don't forget, guys, they can put themselves in a nice head situation. I say that hedging is for gardeners, uh, but wow. at times, sometimes you got to do some gardening. Smart. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, when your property like your looks like mine. They get out there yes, yeah, and my they start to do some gardening. I saw her again today. She's always sweeping my porch. It's like basically, instead of telling me you're a horrible neighbor who doesn't keep his yard a- at par, you, she just does the work for me now. And I got to be honest with you, I really don't care. Keep on sweeping my property because we're doing radio shows, Gabe. So you know what? If she wants to trim the hedge, I couldn't give a crap. Yeah, I got to be honest. Uh, yeah, your backyard's really not just up to par with your neighbor's. No, it's not. A lot of pushing up daisies. A lot of dandelions out there. <laughs> yeah, a lot. You're right. What am I going to do? It's a pandemic. You want me to go and get the weed X? No, I like. I don't know what to do. No, it's basically. I don't want to say this game, but we'll keep it to sports. But I'm that guy in the neighborhood who people like. They'd like to talk to me and stuff. But deep down inside, they're like, "We wish we had a better neighbor." They'll be happy when I leave this place because they need somebody who, who tends to his property better than mine. But you're absolutely right. I got dandelions and weeds coming out the yin yang. Horrible property well, management what, by me. We've got uh, our boy Hainzer's in the chat, actually, who uh, yeah, fixed yeah, your tell barbecue him I need help. pretty good the other night. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. Yeah, I went to turn it on, and uh, it, it didn't fire anymore. He's like, hey, brother, there's a lot of earwigs in the bottom of your barbecue. And I go, yeah, man, I, I also keep a lot of oil down there because sometimes it doesn't start without the oil. Like, you got to keep it hot, buddy. It's like, you know, the skillet got to be hot before you put the meat in. But now it doesn't fire. So, yeah, that's great. I, my barbecue doesn't work. My toilet's so, broken. Hey, it's okay, Marenzi. You're leaving soon anyway. Those are my problems. Yeah, no, it's been a pleasure staying. Uh, it's been a pleasure broadcasting for the Stewart. Uh, studios. So yes. uh, Drew Brees, Drew Brees sets the mm. world on fire uh, yesterday, but that's just so yesterday, isn't it? <laughs> like, it is. It's amazing how fast the news cycle goes now. And I opened up the show and you really, I'm not in the mood for it really, guys. I'm just sick of it all. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Remember everyone was sick of hearing the, the words, the, the words social distancing, flatten the curve, flatten the curve, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, economic <laughs> shutdown, Dr. Fauci, you know, PPP, all that stuff. People are like, you know, dude, I don't want to hear these words anymore. Same. That's how I feel about the words black and white right now. Unless you're mm. talking about a black and white cookie or a black and white TV, I don't want to hear about it. I agree. <laughs> like, you know, and, you know, I, I'll be this guy right now, too. You know, I like the activism of the NBA players, but you guys didn't say jack crap when it was Asian kids getting run over in Hong Kong because you were worried about your shoe contract. So it's funny, you know, you can all turn. You know, I was thinking about LeBron here turning on, uh, on, on Drew Brees. It's like, bro, mm. where were you? Where were you? 
right? So, but the thing is, the Asian kids don't look like LeBron. So here we are. You're doing the same thing to them, and you're complaining everybody else is doing. Wow, you bring up because good points. Because we don't look like you. Like, you know what I mean? I, I, you know? Yeah. Hey, it's game time decisions. I'm just saying, if you know what I'm saying. So, I, I, yeah, you know, I know at some point, everybody's got to get off their high horse and just shut up. It's like, yes, mm-hmm. we get it, LeBron. But, bro, where were you? You were more worried about Space Jam being uh, – you were more worried about Space Jam being banned in China. That's all you were worried about. We want to welcome everybody tuning in right now on all of our radio affiliates. Let's roll. I am Gabriel Morenci throwing it down to Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. We're going to break down the San Diego Derby a little bit more extensively with a uh, real sharp capper, real guy, real guy. We like to bring on real people. Uh, we met uh, Lindsay at the track at the Meadowlands Racetrack in New York, New Jersey, uh, East Rutherford, uh, New Jersey, but of course, home of the New York Giants and a New York Jets FanDuel Sportsbook. We normally broadcast out of there, uh, but closed right now, at least to patrons. They're going to begin racing tomorrow. So great guy, real capper. We're going to get his take on the Derby, see if he's got uh, a sleeper uh, in the field. We're looking for a sleeper in the field right now for as far as the NBA uh, is concerned. We've discussed the format. It's been approved. It was approved 29 to 1. And for everybody that said, oh, why James Dolan vote against this in the Knicks? It actually wasn't him, Cam, surprisingly oh. enough. Because that's right, right away. That's the thing, though. Like, when you, you have that image, everyone right yeah. away is like, oh, yeah, I'm sure it was the Knicks that voted against this. It wasn't. It was the Portland Trailblazers. And I don't know if there's a team that talks as much as this organization does and has as much little ground to stand on as this exactly. organization does. You know, yep. I like Damian Lillard. Oh, I'm not playing uh, yeah. unless it, you know, I'm not playing unless the games, I can get into the playoffs because it's about me. I'm not going to play. And now you're in, now you're in, and the Portland Trailblazers is the one team that vote against the format despite the fact that they benefit from the format. Exactly. And here's another thing. They got all their guys back. If there's one team that should be saying, hallelujah, we're in this tournament, it's the Portland damn Trailblazers. I don't understand what's going on. And you talked about it, Lillard, before. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll sit on the bench or whatever if we don't have a chance. And then, oh, I didn't really mean it like that. And now and, and now we're voting against this thing? Get bent. The Portland Trailblazers, you should be happy there. You're actually, you, you got guys coming back. Be happy with the format. It's unbelievable, Gabe. I agree. I like the Atlanta Hawks complaining. Oh, it hurts the development of our young players. <laughs> So we're going to let you in the playoffs because it hurts your Exactly. It's like, shut up, Atlanta, all right? Just shut up. NBA, horse racing, and more get on the grid. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.
All right, let's roll. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Morenci. Throw it down with Cam Stewart. Let's get right down to business. Uh, we've been betting the ponies all day. Belmont uh, is back. And yep. uh, let's bring in a, a member of the uh, very uh, prestigious and esteemed. The very, this is like the, um, this is this is like, uh, it's like being a part of the, uh, the four horsemen in the old wrestling days. Four, four, or now Chris Jericho <laughs> and the bubbly bunch. Very, very prestigious uh, unit, uh, Capper's Corner. And shout out to all our uh, all of our boys out there. Yeah, Disco Dan. Shout out to Disco Dan in Hoboken, New Jersey. Hopefully, uh, Freddie Fingers is doing okay. Of course, big Nick fan. And you know Freddie, man. He had a thick uh, head of hair before, and he can't get sure a haircut did. now. I'd love to, love to see how Freddie's doing. Shout out to our boy Callaway. <laughs> but uh, we yep. do have the digital penetrator. Ready to step up and in. Legend, legendary Lindsay from the Metal Ads. What's going on, Lindsay? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, thanks. Very excited about this weekend, Santa Anita Derby. Have my uh, bet online account set up, so I'll be playing it with you. And uh, big shout out to DRF.com for making the uh, uh, past performances for those this race that we're going to talk about available today. And just excited to see everything getting back going. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Um, Belmont Park is uh, back right now. and There's been some big, uh, big long shots uh, hitting a couple of big shots today. 38 to one, uh, 38 to one, a couple in the uh, 47 uh, to one. The long shots have been barking, uh, Lindsay, early over at Belmont. That's always a great thing. People getting paid. <laughs> well, well, all right. We're going to try to get paid. We're going to try to get paid uh, right now with the San Diego. So let me go over uh, each horse here. We talked about Friars Road, the one horse uh, earlier coming in in a 20, 20 to 1 uh, range. This horse is a closer. Um, it'll be interesting. There's still not a ton of early speed uh, in this uh, in this race. So I'll throw it to you first, uh, Lindsay. You like, what do you, what's your take on the one horse here in Friars Road? Are you going to have him in any exotics? Are you playing at all? Uh, he's probably the only horse that I'm going to toss in this race. He just hasn't shown the speed ever to compete with this field. He's the longest long shot at 20 to one. And I just can't find a reason to put him on the ticket. Uh, despite the, I mean, he, he's seventh, So he will end up in the four spot on the superfecta ticket just in case he does something, but I don't expect him to contend in this race. Cam, you ever had any luck with Giovanni Franco before? No, I have not. Giovanni Franco, I know Manny Franco. I don't know Giovanni uh, uh, very well there, Gabe. It used to be a pizza joint by me, but uh, they closed shop and opened up a Domino's. <laughs> I'm going to put this uh, I'm gonna put uh, this horse, though, in some exotics. Uh, Lindsay's a very, very good capper and a, a guy I respect. This horse, if the, if the pace is right, he could close the deal and maybe come up for third. I don't think he's going to win the race, but I think he could be uh, played in some trifectas and supers if you want to spread it around. I expect maybe a, a third and fourth place performance here. He's the one dog I, I do. I got to throw out some horses, and at that price, I think I'm going to play him in some exotics, Gabe. Don't think he can win, but I think he can help your ticket out. Uh, Friars Road, trained by Mike McCarthy, career uh, career record, three starts, zero wins, finished in second place twice, career earnings, $24,000, uh, speed figure, 92, pedigree, quality road, my sugar bear, by Giants uh, Causeway, 20 to 1, Friars Road. 
All right, let's get to the two-horse uh, here. Lindsay, any interest in the two-horse here with uh, Flavian Pratt on the mount? Actually, I don't like either of these eight-to-one shots. Uh, not impressed by Rushy. He hasn't uh, really shown any serious speed in his career. I'm giving him a 95 for his projected speed figure. Uh, he does come from a decent barn, but I, I just don't see him contending in this race. I see better value further down the card. Cam Flavian Pratt is uh, is the jockey trained by Mike McCarthy as well. Career two wins, one second place, career earnings, $81,000. Top uh, Equibase uh, speed figure, 101. Uh, what's your take on the two horse? You're going to be sprinkling on the two horse at all? No, I'm throwing him out. I'm, I'm with Lindsay on this one. I, even though our boy Steve Pushy, Rushy, Gabe, the, the name sounds good, but he's not Rushy. He'll disappoint you. This horse sometimes doesn't fire. Uh, I'm just not down with that price at eight to one. That's what I'm saying. Like, if I'm looking for something a little bit more, and when we like the favorites in this race, Rushy's not going to be a part of it. Uh, I, I'm actually going to throw that horse out. Just toss him. Toss him. He, he gone. Um. You know what? Uh, I'm just throwing it out here. Flavian Pratt did finish uh, third in last year's San Anita Derby uh, aboard Instagram. Not Instagram, but Instagram. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like that. All right, let's get to the uh, the three horse here. And shoot or shoot. The three horse, shoot or shoot. Um, Lindsay, I'll throw it to you first. Um, what's your take on the three horse and shoot or shoot? Another one I'm going to toss, and I neglected to mention regarding Rushy that he's never run in stakes. Uh, if you look at these two horses' uh, histories and the classes, these horses have been running in optional claiming races and made in special race, uh, weight races, but these are not stakes-class horses. Shooter's Shoot is not a stakes-class horse. Rushy is not a stakes-class horse, and neither have shown the speed to compete uh, or contend, should I say, in a field of this caliber with horses like Authentic and AP Honor and uh, the two 15-to-1 shots, and Odor and Azul Coast, who I guess we're getting to momentarily. All right, uh, Cam, what's your take on a three-horse here? Shoot or shoot? Shoot or shoot? You're shooting blanks. Nothing's coming out, baby. I'm with Lindsay on this one. Pass. Career record, six starts, two wins, one second, one third. Uh, impressive, mm -hmm. uh, imp impressive showings monetarily-wise. Speed figure, 97 uh, for, uh, for this. Competitive edge, a competitive edge repeat, and by uh, Bernardini, by Bernardini, uh, shooter shoot the three horse. All right, let's get into the four horse here. Victor Espinosa riding Anno Dor. Um, Anno Dor is a horse that we saw. Actually, uh, wasn't that bad in the Arkansas Derby. I was no. frustrated because I had I a agree. piece of him, and it ended up finishing fifth uh, in the Arkansas mm -hmm. Derby. Uh, Lindsay Anno Dor, your take on the four horse. I did have Anno Dor uh, on my ticket, I believe, as the winner for the Arkansas Derby, and he didn't perform. But looking at the past performances, uh, he was—he had a lousy start. So, and in his previous race, uh, he was bumped early. But in the two races before that, he's run some really solid speed figures at uh, close distances to what we're looking at. So, Anno Dor is actually my main. Uh, money bet in this race. Of course, I'm going to have him uh, some defense with uh, the heavy one of the heavy favorites. But Anno, I like Anodor's chances to win this race. He's also shown an ability to close. And uh, looking at the shape of this race, 
I kind of like the possibility of our two favorites who we'll be discussing momentarily, uh, AP Honor and Authentic. There's a good chance that those two duel and either wear each other out or one wears the other out, leaving an opening for one of the closers in the race. And Anodor is my potential closer for this race. Yeah, real stalking horse. And you know, Cam, yep. Hall of Fame uh, jockey Victor Espinosa, he's won three Santa Anita Derbies uh, before Midnight Interlude 2011, and yep. uh, then California Chrome 2014, Legend. and uh, Gormley yep. in, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, won a Kentucky Derby in the Preakness, uh, California Chrome, and then Gormley in 2017, Espinosa's had a lot of success in this race. Yeah, Victor Espinosa's one of the best, we talk about it, and we're, we're going to be talking about Mike Smith a little bit later. Uh, I'm with Lindsay, that's why I gave, you know, he won a lot of those bets, and before COVID-19, we started stashing uh, money in our pockets. I couldn't agree with him more, Anodor's going to be played for me. He let me down the last time, but I'm coming back for more. I think this could be a very good stop, and he, he brings up a really good point. When the two favorites have a speed duel, if one of these horses gasses, that's kind of why I like the one horse and Anodor, somebody to come from off the pace and maybe clip second, make it very, very interesting, so... In tries, I'm going to find ways to get creative, but I'm putting Anno Dor in there. I think this course actually has a chance to win the race as well. I'm with Lindsay. I agree 100%. You know what the one thing is, though, guys, is neither Honor AP or Authentic are really burners. They're not, you know, neither of them are really going to be looking for speed early. So it's going to be an interesting pace as far as I'd like to know the strategy of the other, the other jockeys, how they want to approach that, because you know, they're, they won't be setting the pace. Uh, those those two horses. All right, we'll take a quick break. We've got an update. We'll hit the rest of the uh, the card with legendary Lindsay Brigham. Hey guys, Cam Stewart here with your Sports Grid news and betting update. You want that edge? Get on the grid. The NBA's Board of Governors voted to approve the conference call today. Portland, Sacramento, New Orleans, San Antonio, Phoenix, and Washington joining the 16 current playoff teams at Walt Disney World in Orlando to play eight regular season games apiece. Listen, we got some dates to training camp set for June 30th. They want to travel to Orlando by July 7th, restart the games July 31st. The NBA also setting the draft lottery August 25th and the draft itself October 15th. Free agency would begin October 18th. Training camps for next season around November 10th, and they're anticipating a December 1st start to the following season. Some bad news, the G League has been canceled for the remainder of 2019-20. The NCAA has changed its deadline date for players to withdraw for the 2020 NBA draft to August 3rd or 10 days after the draft combine, whatever comes first. Drew Brees apologizing today after comments about players potentially kneeling during the U.S. National Anthem were met with outrage and backlash in the NFL world. The New Orleans Saints quarterback issued a heartfelt apology today. In speaking to you, it breaks my heart to know the pain I've caused, Brees said on an Instagram post. He said he's also sick about the way his comments were perceived yesterday. He takes full responsibility and accountability. Teammate Michael Thomas stepped up. He accepted Brees' apology. In the passionate 15-minute speech day, Indianapolis Colts general manager Chris Ballard opened up in a tearful and heartfelt attack saying, White America refuses to listen to the black community. College football news, at least five players on Alabama testing positive for COVID-19. The Tide 11-2 last year. Oregon State has dismissed freshman tight end Rocco Carley after an audio recording surfaced on social media using racist language, so he got tossed by Coach Jonathan Smith. Texas wide receiver Brennan Eagles says he will not play another snap for the Longhorns based on the racial injustices in the U.S. It appears the Florida State players won't be training or working out anytime too. Star tackled uh, Marvin Wilson tweeted that Coach Mike Norvell lied to the media about the one-on-one meetings in the wake of George Floyd's death. Norvell apologizing for lying to the Seminole players today. We'll keep on top of that. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell sending out a league-wide memo to let coaches know they can return tomorrow, Friday, June 5th. 
but club facilities can only open if permission from the respective states is granted. The league anticipates the San Francisco 49ers will be the only team unable to return. Bruce Arians says the price tag too high for Devontae Freeman. The NHL and NHLPA put together the finishing touches on their 2014 playoff format. After a best-of-five play-in round, the remaining four series will be a best-of-seven. The teams also will be reseeded after each round instead of using the traditional bracket. I like that one. MLB season, if there is one, MLB broadcasters won't be joining their teams on the road for 2020. All announcers have been told uh, they'll be calling games from their local studio or home ballparks. International soccer, Barcelona's transfer budget has been wiped out due to the losses incurred from coronavirus pandemic, sources telling ESPN. Ian Heinzich has pulled out a UFC 250 in his belt against Jared Mears' chart after the corner tested positive for COVID-19. UFC President Dana White wants to see a Conor McGregor fight after Khabib fights Justin Gaethy. And after another lopsided loss to Gilbert Burns in the main event, former welterweight champ Tyron Woodley has agreed to a bout against Colby Covington. I'm Cam Stewart. That's your Sports Grid update. Remember to follow us on the Sports Grid Network. It's the place to be for all betting and fantasy. Now back to host Gabe Morenci with our guest, legendary Lindsay, talking the ponies. Raging redhead Cam Stewart kicking it with us. I am Gabe Morenci throwing it down uh, with the digital penetrator, legendary Lindsay from the Meadowlands uh, kicking it with us. Uh, right now, and uh, we're talking about the Santa Anita Derby. There's a couple other stories I want to get to a little bit uh, later on on the program. We got to get to the Max Kellerman hockey take because um, my Twitter is blowing up as far as that's concerned. I've got a very, very funny story as far as a, a 10 cent beer night uh, is concerned. That's right, 10 cent beer night. What a deal! Uh, but uh, oh, God. yeah, yeah, what a I deal bear. is right. <laughs> Remember those at the Peel Pub back in Montreal? Yeah, uh, he'll pump spaghetti for 49 cents. Yeah, the problem is it wasn't, uh, I'm not sure it was beer in those cups, but uh, that's besides the point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's it. let's talk to Santa Anita Derby uh, right now. As I am Gabriel Renzi, game time decisions uh, rolls on. All right, so let's talk about the five horse right now. Uh, Lindsay, you brought him up, a Bob Baffert horse here. We're going to the coast, Azul Coast, the five horse. What's your take on this uh, horse? I like the look of Azul Coast. He is a Baffert horse, so you can't count him out. He's not the Baffert horse in this race, but he's a Baffert horse, and he's 15 to 1. And as far as I've handicapped him versus the other horses, he runs the same speed figure as Honor AP. So I'm actually going to put him in my ticket and toss Honor. I know that's going to cause a little controversy, but in a race oh, like oh. this with two heavy favorites, uh, you can't bet them both. Even if you have a million to one shot third in your box, still not going to pay anything. So I'm choosing Authentic as my main horse, tossing Honor AP and betting uh, Azul Coast. Uh, I bet him with Anodor and Authentic in my main bet, my exacto box. I like this horse. Azul. Good chance to win the race. Equally good chance to come second. You're getting Bob, another Bob Baffert horse here, Cam. Three starts, two wins, one second. He's finishing the money in all three of uh, his starts. 14 Kentucky Derby points. Speed figure of 101 pedigree. Super saver. Something that Cam loves. Ooh, super yeah. saving. Yeah, super saver uh, by Sky Measure, uh, by Sky Mesa. Um, I think I think Lindsay's on to something here. If you're looking, I agree. Looking to mix it up. If it's just not about the six and a seven horse that we'll get to, and you're looking to mix it up, or you're looking to play uh, the try, 
uh, that, you know, the five horse, this, this sort of has the feel of a horse that actually could be in the mix and even maybe win the race, Cam. And a pretty nice number, actually, in the 15 to one range. I couldn't agree more. No, I think this horse is very dangerous. And Lindsay's right. This is the way we're going to have to play it, right? These uh, We talked about it, Gabe. You're, remember, you're exactor that you hit with Prisoner and Dr. Fauci, minus the doctor. It paid $4.80 or whatever. That's what's going to happen in this race. So sometimes you got to do different things and take some chances. I know Lindsay's knocking out one horse. We're going to knock out the other. But I agree. This horse in exotics at 15 to 1, if the dogs do come in, they'll be barking because everybody and their mother is going to be on the two favorites in the race. So I kind of agree. you got to pick one and then ride a, a couple other pooches in the race. So I think this horse has to be played. It can win. I definitely think it has uh, top three possibilities. A must play if you're playing uh, tries and exactas. Trained by Bob Baffert, jockey and Berto Rispoli. Uh, and Berto Rispoli uh, on, the, on the five horse here. All right, uh, Lindsay, so let's get into Honor AP and um, into Authentic. So uh, here's here's the John Sheriff's horse here. We brought this up earlier that um, a lot of people believe, and not using it as an excuse, uh, but a lot of people believe when Honor AP went head-to-head with Authentic before, that Honor AP wasn't 100% in that race and that the horse is a lot healthier uh, this time around. Are you hearing that, and what's your take on that? Uh, I haven't heard that at all. And I did see that race uh, when they ran against each other, and Honor AP lost by uh, two and a half lengths, uh, Honor AP has only shown the same speed figure as Cote d'Azul. That's a 101. I know everybody's excited about this horse because he's physically a very big horse. Uh, he has an imposing presence in the paddock, and I think that's impressed a lot of people. Uh, but between he and Authentic, if those guys get into a duel, uh, Honor AP, uh, based on what I've heard about his demeanor, is most, more likely to run himself tired than Authentic. Cam, interesting, uh, interesting. He's talking about his demeanor uh, here. You know, you look at you look at Honor AP, and that's sort of the value pick here. Uh, but are people going to be betting that horse because of the number or because they think he's able to beat Authentic? That's the question, Cam. Yeah, it's a very good question. I agree. Now, Lindsay knows what he's talking about. Um, the horse does look great, Gabe. It's just sometimes, as, as I mentioned before, it's the little things. You know, when Sheriffs is talking, I see a little more bounce in the step. I see the positivity. I see confidence. I think the barn thinks, uh, you know, maybe that horse was a little more banged up. And I, I got to go with Honor AP at that price. And it's what I told you before. Basically, it's almost a pick when I look at him. So you do get a little bit more. Um, that's the horse that I'm going with. I think uh, in, in a duel, I'll take him. But we'll see what happens, man. It's tough. Like we talked about before, Marenzi, I don't know what to do with this race because I'm not in the mood to make $4.80, but I also don't want to piss away a ticket too. So I don't know how we're going to get creative <laughs> with the other horses and, and work it out. But I'm on honor uh, AP, but I respect Lindsay. He knows a lot about the, the horse racing game. It, it should be interesting. But I'll tell you, honor AP, man, he looks like a beast. I'll tell you guys uh, one thing, though. Um as far as, you know, the Dallin, who, who both lit it up at the Arkansas Derby and are both out of the picture uh, right now, but as far as the Dallin Charlatan, the, the Baffert horses, you know this, Lindsay. A lot of people, you know, thought that basically Authentic was the best one out of those three, right? But they both look so good, and people always remember what they saw last after the fact. But Authentic, you know, and I talked about it that day. When I bet, I ended up betting on um, I ended up betting on Nadal, who was three and zero, 
And I, you know, and I simplified it almost went into like a sports handicapping mode, just stating, listen, he's run three times. He's won three times. I don't want to get in front of that. And he won again. And he made it 4-0. And we have a similar situation here with Authentic. Three starts, three wins, two of them blowout wins. Um, it's hard to get in front of that, uh, Lindsay. As, they, uh, as Steve Merrill says, who will join us tomorrow, Steve doesn't like to catch a falling knife. Neither do I, Cam. <laughs> Lindsay, <laughs> your take. <laughs> it's a good line. Um, Authentic is an, on my ticket in this race. This is an unbeaten Colt. His only vulnerability, which is why I have two other long shots in my race, is he's never had dirt in his face. He wired two of his victories and closed one quickly. Uh, you can't really call that a close. He started out fourth, ended up second by the quarter pole, and uh, held second until he won the race. So Authentic is a fabulous colt. Uh, Bill Baffert loves him. People who have uh, been in contact with him say they re he reminds them of Justify and uh, or American Pharaoh, both horses who showed different dispositions. And uh, I like Authentic because he's shown both the ability to close and wire. Uh, his only uh, weakness is if he gets some ki dirt kicked in his face, he might fall out, leaving the door open for a couple of longer horses. But uh, he's most likely to win this race. He's really wow. been impressed through his three unbeaten starts. You know, we and call that, Lindsay. Uh, stronger speed figure, by the way. You know, we call this now when you said the only thing against him is he's never had dirt in his face because he smoked the field all the time. Keep reaching. If you're if you're if you were a defense attorney, I'm like, yeah, this guy's client's guilty. If that's the, if that's the best argument he's got against him, <laughs> is the dirt in his face. I hear what you're saying, though. I know what you mean. But Cam, it's like, well, so in other words, you're holding against him that he's killed the field all the time, man. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, he's a yeah. You don't know, you know what it is in fight terms though? You could put it, it that way. Yeah. You know, but in Test fight it. terms, it's the same thing. We say, hey, if he doesn't knock him out right away, he's never been in the deep waters before, right? Yeah. So that, I, yeah. I get that. You could put it that way, Cam. But, you know, what, what's your take on that? Hey, Authentic's a, a, a wicked horse. And no, Lindsay brings up a lot of good point. And you know what, Gabe? I was wrong. And I and that's, that's the thing. A lot of people here, you know, they talk about their winners. They don't talk about their losers. I had Charlatan, but I faded Nadell in that race. And my horse was making a move and he couldn't close. Uh, it got close, but just couldn't get there. And that's the thing. You said it. When you bet against undefeated horses, you're taking a big risk upon. And if Lindsay says the only thing that could uh, ruin this horse is dirt in the face, well, he's probably not going to get dirt in the face because he's usually the front runner. So I, I, you could almost throw that out the window, too. It's just, you know, it's very, very difficult. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, Gabe. I, I guess it's a personal flaw in my character that I'm always looking for money. And I heard you talking about it the other day. Like, ah, who cares about ripping up a ticket? You know, no value if it loses. And, you know, you got to think about that, too. It's just a very, very difficult race. But this horse is going to be in tough against AP Indy. I think there's a couple other closers that could be there. We'll see what happens. I just don't like the price. But uh, no, Lindsay brings up a lot of good points, as I like to say. Um, yeah, I'm not a psychiatrist, Lindsay, but uh, Cam sounds like a very confused man. <laughs> yeah, I feel beaten down with uh, by favorites. Yes. <laughs> You're like, I don't, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. You're like, I see what he's saying. You know, I don't know. You know, I, I'm yeah. confused. Like, yeah, I had a rough day at the track today. I was on fire yesterday, but uh, yeah, I got, I got, I got, I got smoked today. Tough, tough times. All right. So in closing here, Lindsay, you're pulling the trigger on the five horse then. That's your pick. 
Pretty much, yeah. Let's uh, let's give Anodor a shot to do his thing. He's had a couple of opportunities. Uh, they didn't get good trips, but he's shown the ability to win this race. So if you're only betting one horse, bet two and four on Anodor. That's two to win, four to place, and uh, let's see what happens. Oh, Anodor, he had a four horse. Azul Coast is uh, Azul Coast is the five. I like the five more than the four. I'm done. I'm done with Anno Dor. We're done. No, I'm, um, I'm not. I'm coming back for more punishment. That's what I do. Out of the seven horses, how much? How many horses you gonna have in the end here, Ted? Five? A lot, Gabe. A lot. I have to work out the math tonight. There's <laughs> ways to split it up. Got to key a couple, oh, buddy. Oh, That's the way it goes. Just FYI. <laughs> hey, thanks, uh, thanks, Lindsay. Game time decisions continues. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Morenci. Get on the grid. We're throwing it down with the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. We've got another uh, segment left uh, before we wrap things up and then tie up some loose heads at the end of the hour. We appreciate uh, you joining us on whatever station you are joining us. We hope that you're staying safe. And uh, we've got sports back, all right? NBA has uh, formally announced. uh, They've approved their plan. We've talked a lot of NBA. We'll continue to try to give you some winners and uh, some, some future Future bets to take a look at, and the Toronto Raptors really stick out at twenty-four to one. I'll tell you what, uh, the defending champion Toronto Raptors at twenty-four to one. Uh, but nevertheless, I had a poll question earlier in the day, and uh, Max Kellerman. Normally, it's Stephen A. Smith that's saying stupid stuff on that show, but Kellerman, and I've said this before, guys, Kellerman gets a free pass. He says all kinds of crazy stuff, but Stephen A. Smith yep. just says it louder. Right, so Kellerman gets a free pass for his stupidity all the time, and these guys drive me crazy. Like Stephen A. Smith, Nick Wright, in which they put a suit on, they look serious into the camera, and somehow they think their take is like more like important or more well informed when they don't know anything. Right, they don't even watch sports. These guys, like they're actors who play a role of like a sports fan, uh, so to speak. Uh, so Max Kellerman. Uh, said, and even Stephen A. Smith kind of rolled his eyes and was like, well, all right, you step into this one, not me. And Max mm-hmm. Kellerman said, who cares if the NHL comes back? Nobody cares about the NHL, and it's not one of the, it's not even a major professional sport. He said, it's not even one of the major leagues. And he goes, nobody cares about uh, the NHL. Now, never mind the fact that uh, the National Hockey League actually made $4 billion last year. So Yes, um, they did. You know, so that's a pretty big, pretty big, uh, it's a a pretty big business. Uh, They had 8 million people watching the Stanley Cup final uh, game seven last year, which is higher ratings than what Max Kellerman gets. And one of the best responses I saw to him was, well, that's okay, Max, because you're not one of the top four talk show hosts uh, (laughs) uh, in America uh, either. 
Uh, but I asked the poll question. What do you think of Max Kellerman saying NHL isn't a major sport? Uh, we'll read comments on the show. We got 349 votes, man, in like the last 45 minutes and a ton of responses. So before I get like to uh, some of our listeners' responses, I'll give you you know time for your response. Cam, you're on the clock. What's your take on Max Kellerman? I think it's an ignorant comment. Uh, Hockey is one of those sports. It's uh, one of the hardest uh, trophies to win in sports. Uh, Try winning a Stanley Cup final game. We know guys who played in the league. Your uncle played in the league. It's it's a very well-respected sport. Sure, it won't get the numbers as uh, the NFL football, but people who love it really love it. You go down to Vegas, then you go down to New York City. Wait, you're telling me hockey's not popular? you got three teams. you got the Rangers, Islanders, and the Devils all in the same area. No, but hockey blows, right, bud? You have no clue what you're talking about. It's actually a huge sport. They do fine. They're making money. Uh, I don't agree with everything that the league has, but that's just ignorance. It's a, of course, it's a major sport. It's it's a fantastic sport. I think it's getting better all the time. Um, hey, that's my take, Marenzi. It's just it's ignorant. The guys probably never put on skates before or played the game, but you know what? I'm a big fan of the sport. I know guys here on the grid. Scotty Farrell's a big uh, Pittsburgh Penguins guy. You know hockey. You have hockey ties in your family. It's a very very good game. And I, and I'll tell you something. Win the win in the Stanley Cup. Good luck. It's like getting your ass beat really really hard, and you just keep on coming back for more. Guys who play the game are very tough, so I don't want to hear any part of it. I know he, I respect his boxing opinion, but shut up. You know nothing about hockey. Well, the thing is, when, when Max Kellerman is, it's just it's just ignorant. It's a um, from Max. I know. It's it, it's ignorant from Max Kellerman's standpoint, in the sense that, as I stated, and Max Kellerman is an intelligent guy, uh, but these when you know, it's sort of like you know, like TV news cable hosts. They don't even mean half the crap that they say. I do think that he sort of does mean that. And he's not alone in thinking, oh, nobody cares about hockey. I know. But I've told people that for years uh, in the past uh, before that if nobody cared about it, like I said, there's more NHL teams in the New York City area than there are Major League Baseball teams. If, if it wasn't popular, there wouldn't be three teams. Um, you know, and you look, you look at the television numbers as well and the television revenue – and to say to say that a league that has a six billion dollar a year, albeit Canadian money, which is about four point six billion or so, um, mm-hmm. you know, a a five billion six billion dollar contract with Rogers Sportsnet, NBC paid over two billion dollars. So you're talking about seven eight billion dollars uh, coming in, four billion in profit essentially, and in, in revenue etc. Uh, last year. And the problem with people is. And Matt, this is your problem, Kellerman. And listen, Stephen A. Smith's an idiot that says dumb things all the time, too. But we talk about ignorance a lot recently. You don't have to like something um, for it to be popular. That's the problem that people live in. People live in this, like, dimension that they think if they don't like it or their friends don't like it. Listen, I don't listen to country music. I like Johnny Cash, but... I don't listen to modern. I don't listen to Garth Brooks. I don't listen to all these other guys. Uh, but I don't say that nobody cares that. about it. Exactly. I know it's very popular. I know it's popular, so I don't say nobody cares about it. That would be, sound stupid. It's like me saying, oh, nobody cares about that Korean boy uh, band pop stuff. You'd be like, I don't know, dude. Like They stole like 100 million records last good. year, so somebody cares <laughs> about it. right? Just yes. because you, number one, if you don't know about something, it doesn't mean that it's not popular. Number two, if you don't like something, it doesn't mean that that thing is going to stop living and breathing. In a sense of, I remember like the, um, 
you know, the Colin Kaepernick stuff was a great, great example. I'll never buy Nikes again. Nike stock are higher than they've ever been. Uh, I'll never watch the NFL again. Well, NFL ratings were as high as they ever were. Like, you know, you go down the list, you know, the world goes on without us, people. If you don't like something, it doesn't matter. I don't like a lot of things that are successful, yet they're still successful. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. I, you know, we don't have the power, and it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that it's irrelevant. Yeah, that's just the stuff that upsets me. And that's why I don't like debating with people who are doing things anymore, because no one will have an intellectual debate about anything. And, you know, it was, it's low-hanging fruit for Max Kellerman, uh, but it doesn't surprise me. But here's some of the comments that uh, we've gotten. Um, uh, our boy Kobe says he needs to stick to boxing. Andy in Montreal says, if you take uh, Kellerman's opinion outside of boxing seriously, take a long look in the mirror. I'm not even sure he's a boxing expert, to be uh, honest. <laughs> Chris Mercino says he is right and he is a tool bag because I should know that the poll question was the options were he's a tool bag or he's right. <laughs> so oh, okay. uh, for the record, 79.5% of people say he's a tool bag. 20% of people say uh, he's right. Rolling Thunder says ESPN is not a rights holder for the NHL and couldn't care less about the sport. Kellerman replaced Skip Bayless as an on-air talent that will say things just to get a reaction so people respond on social media. He's irrelevant. Just ignore him. Torn Mike says, until uh, until the league gets a major TV contract with ESPN or Fox or FS1, they won't be included in the club. I'll disagree with that. Um, Come on. FS1, really? Sorry, NBC's not good enough for you? Hey, buddy, uh, yeah. you ever watch golf on, golf on Saturday and Sunday? It's led off by a Pittsburgh Penguin-Detroit uh, game. But anyway, I'll yeah, just, I'll just games let that are on NBC. Yeah, they yeah, have like, major numbers, break. bigger numbers than the bowl games have. Yes, like, like it's ignorance. Come on now. Uh, it's a major sport, but in some areas in America, uh, nobody cares about it the same way the NBA and the NFL. Yeah, that's sure, fine. Totally get that. The same way that people don't care about NASCAR in Boston is the same way they do uh, in Tennessee. Uh, SK Wyverns, evidently a KBO fan, um, uh, basically says he doesn't, uh, what he doesn't understand is the NHL have to promote their uh, uh, sports to say it's stupid. You, can, you can't hold a candle to the NHL playoffs. Sorry, I was trying to get to it, but I'm going to try to read this. He is full shock to steal a phrase from the great Scott Farrell. He just hates it when he doesn't, what he doesn't understand. The NHL have to promote the game better. Yes. All right. You kind of, you got to put periods or something in here, SK Wyverns. It's like, it's sort of. <laughs> That's a team that screwed me in my career in baseball last year. Yeah, I'm having a hard time. Listen, I'm not one to talk about grammar here, bro, but I'm having a hard time reading this one. All right, Amos. He's a big fan of the show. Love you. Uh, Amos says, NHL. Uh, should have made the uh, first move back before the NBA. Now they come back, it's going to get buried uh, in the news. No, it won't. All right, no, as I we disagree. go, and uh, our boy John in uh, Chicago says, uh, had Max Kellerman said that in Canada, he wouldn't have been uh, made it out of Canada with both legs. Yeah, that's that's probably a good point. But, yeah, just the ignorance level of it. Like I said, yeah, the best way of putting it is, just because you don't yeah. like something, dude, doesn't mean it's not popular. 
And here's another thing, the, the Canadian thing. And let me tell you something, man. Hockey's huge in the, uh, in the United States. You talk about Boston, Minnesota, the land of 10,000 lakes in hockey, Chicago, uh, New York. It's everywhere, man. You know, they got a team in Vegas. People are going absolutely nuts. So that's the thing. It's just, you know, uh, the thing is, like, people want to put it in a pigeonhole. Oh, you know, it's one of those things. No, it's everywhere now. It's, and you talked about it, Gabe. They're making money. They're growing. And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say it's NFL football, NBA basketball, but they're doing pretty damn good. That's all I'm going to say. All right, so I want to get to a story. I brought it up earlier about uh, ten cent uh, beer night, which is uh, something oh, yeah. that um, yeah, something that's a thing of the past. That's not going to be uh, happening anytime no. uh, soon. Um, so this is this is something that happened on June fourth. So today's June fourth. This happened in nineteen seventy four. The Cleveland Indians held a promotion called Ten Cent Beer Night at Municipal Stadium during a game against the Texas Rangers. And uh, it pretty much turned into uh, what you would expect it uh, to turn into. <laughs> um, so they had 25,000 people show up. They used to average 12,000 fans a game. So there, t- twice as many people uh, showed up. It was on a Tuesday night. All right. Um, so basically in those days, streaking used to be pretty popular and big. So it started... Um, it started early in the game. A woman entered, uh, went on the field, stood on the on-deck circle, flashed her breast before trying to kiss the home plate umpire. Later, a guy streaked to second base uh, naked, sliding. Wow, man, sliding on that dirt. That would uh, oh, not have been good. Naked? A father and son Ooh. team then mooned the bleachers. Things uh, were starting to get uh, lit up. So they were. this is the best part, though. You could buy as many as you wanted. It got increasingly ugly as the night uh, went on as the beer continued to flow. Uh, the limit was six, but there was no practical enforcement from preventing people from returning to the beer stand over and over again, getting six cups each time. More fans began running onto the field, some apprehended by rushers. Beer, batteries, tennis balls, golf balls, and other things were being thrown on the field. At one point, somebody nearly hit uh, with a bottle of Thunderbird, uh, Mike Hargrove. Uh, so the actual riot started in the ninth inning, just as the Indians had rallied to tie it at five. The winning run stood on second base when a young man jumped uh, from the outfield seats and uh, flipped the caps off Rangers outfield Jeff Burrow's head. <laughs> the outfielder great. turned to confront the fan, tripped over his own feet in the process. For the first time that evening, the chaos enveloped the player. The slope of the diamond made it impossible for uh, Billy Martins to see below the level of an outfielder's knees from the stage to the ground. The legendary manager in a moment is not getting large enough print uh, on his long view call for resume did not hesitate after Burroughs fell from view. Let's go get him, boys, he said, arming himself with a fungo bat. <laughs> Martin and his team stormed the diamond, infielders filling out the ranks. When they reached the outfield, the Rangers found Burroughs uh, flustered and unharmed. More worrisome was the effect on the charge. The uh, frolicking nudist uh, disappeared. The mob that replaced them kept his clothes on and brandished an arsenal and made Martin's Louisville slugger look like a child's toy. Um, the 25 Texas Ranger players quickly f- found himself surrounded by 200 angry drunks. <laughs> the Rangers were then ambushed. Yeah, see, this is a, this is a story in, in baseball history that's uh, they've not talked about enough. We know about the crazy disco night when they burnt the records. Uh, in Chicago, yep. but here's the famous 10 cent uh, beer night in Cleveland going on a grid.
DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Game Time Decisions continues. I am Game Over Etsy, throwing it down with a raging redhead, Cam Stewart. As uh, we've got a couple of minutes left on the program uh, here, we're just talking about that 10 cent uh, beer night craziness uh, in mm. Cleveland, in which uh, I love that dream. a fan jumped over. Yeah, I love that a fan jumped onto the field in the ninth inning and you can just see, like, flip the cap off the outfielder's head. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a little kid thing to do. Like, right? up, hey, yeah, here's like, your hey, hat on. Doesn't hit him. <laughs> exactly. Hey, you want your hat back, you turkey? <laughs> That's great. That's the thing about see, Gabe, it's beer and compared to other uh, other alcohols and vodka, rye, and et cetera. You act like an idiot, but you don't get totally crazy. If it was a 25-cent rise, people would be, like, losing their lives. Like, that's dangerous. Beer night, you could kind of – there's going to be shenanigans, but, you know, we'll get through it. Yeah, but the thing is, things got really out of hand. Somebody on the uh, somebody on the Texas Rangers said there were a bunch of uncontrolled beasts out there. I saw two guys with knives. I got hit with a chair. Um uh, wow. <laughs> he okay. goes, wow. This is the, this oh this is uh this is unbelievable. Uh this is from the ref this is from the umpire, all right? Nestor Chilak, who is the uh the crew chief umpire, said if a war started tomorrow, I'm gonna join the other side just to shoot these MFers. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> See, guys, there's been unrest even in the 70s on a baseball field after a 10-cent beer night. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that's the moral of the story. So this, this, is, this is the best part, actually, too, and it gets even better. They did it again the next month later. Even though there was wow. a riot, they did it again. And the next time, they got 41,000 people. Great promotion. Excellent yeah, there was promotion. no riot next time because you're only allowed to buy two 10 cent beers, and they actually had security. Yes. Uh, they wouldn't let you load up. Yeah, those are the good old days, Cam. 10 cent beer yep. nights. All right, tomorrow we'll talk NASCAR, UFC, Santa Anita Derby. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.